What's going on, Knicks fans? Welcome to episode nine of the Knicks Nation podcast. We are recording this on May 3rd. The New York Knicks have tied the series 1-1 with the Miami Heat. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? What's going on, Ann? How's it going, man? It's going great. We got a victory, you know? You know, they say there's no such thing as a bad win, right? Um, oh, yeah. You, you could say that, man. A win is a win. A win is a win. Um, and we needed that win. You know, that game start first half was kind of watching the offense chris was kind of rough yeah i mean it it wasn't pretty that's for sure i mean <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way it wasn't pretty but hey we needed the win it was crucial not go down 0-2 not to yeah. this miami team no um it was very crucial for the new york Knicks to get that win they get the win and the fourth quarter, they, you know, hit a 180. Um, Tom Thibodeau made some adjustments that we can talk about. Um, he actually went with Quinta Grimes over R.J. Barrett to end the game, even though R.J. Barrett started the game, Chris, 16 first quarter points. R.J. Barrett continues his dominance, which is unbelievable. If you would have told me R.J. Barrett would hit a 180, he would have turned into the player that we thought he was capable of. I would have looked at you and said, there's no way. But here we are, Chris. And, you know, it started game three versus Cleveland. And every single game from then has been simply incredible for R.J. Barrett. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, something flipped inside of him. And next thing you know, he's he's scoring. He's scoring at a high clip. He's playing a lot smarter. You know, he's dishing the ball pretty well. And more, most importantly, what we're seeing here in this Heat series He's hitting in his three-point shots. You know, the Heat, they're giving that shot up for him, and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm knocking these down. And it's awesome to see RJ, you know, excelling rather than, you know, just (laughs) doing what he did earlier in the season. I'm I'm happy to see it, man. Yeah, RJ, like you said, last game he was hitting his three-point shots. Um, I believe he was like, what, four or six from downtown? Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, game two, he was hitting his three-point shots. And, you know, the Knicks couldn't figure out the Miami Heat zone in that in that game at all. They were giving the Knicks trouble on offense. Um, the offense was very stagnant. And then, you know, all of a sudden, fourth quarter hit. Jalen Brunson took it upon himself and pretty much willed our way to a victory. Obviously, we've had we had contributions from Julius Randle with the return of the ankle injury, almost dropping a triple-double, Chris. I mean, you can tell how important Julius Randle is in this series because he owns the Miami Heat. And without Julius Randle, as we saw in game one, um, it's it, it would have been tough. And, you know, I know Miami is missing Jimmy Butler and they're missing Tyler Hero and they're missing Victor Oladipo. When Jimmy Butler was ruled out of game two, I did not. I still didn't think it was going to be a cakewalk. This Miami Heat team is a greatly coached team. The culture down there in Miami is simply incredible. Um, So, and you guys, they're playing with house money. And they showed during the game, they were playing freely and loose. And the Knicks were, you know, there was playing with fire there, there for a bit. Miami was hitting everything. But Randall comes back, drops 26 and... Um, he was, you know, passing the rock at a high rate. Josh Hart 
played well in the fourth quarter, Chris. I mean, we had contributions from everyone, and I'm just happy that, you know, now that we got some time off until Saturday, but it was a great it was a great team victory. Yeah, I mean, again, like you mentioned, the Miami Heat came into this game. They were just you could see it. They were playing loose, even without Jimmy Butler. I knew this wasn't gonna be a cakewalk. I mean, the Heat are just one of those teams. They're they're so well coached. Eric Spolstra has them, you know, all playing hard from, you know, the starting group to the bench unit, even the 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 ones that don't even see minutes on a usual basis. And you see a lot of these guys like coming into this game and they're just hitting clutch baskets for them. Like every time the Knicks got close, they would just answer back with a three yeah. with a ridiculous, you know, three or get some kind of foul call. It was a, uh, it was a scary game to watch in some, some aspects simply because like you mentioned, Jalen Brunson was struggling. Randall had a good game, but you know, we were missing that, that little extra punch we needed to get over the hump. Um, and this this Miami Heat team was just game, and they were you know they could have very easily gone up two uh, zero on us. <laughs> Luckily, Jalen Brunson you know snapped out of his little funk and just bombarded the Heat in the second half. I mean, especially in that fourth was, quarter, right? <laughs> especially in that fourth quarter, he was just hitting three after three after three, and and I knew it. It was just like, come on, Jalen, just get one or two to go. Yeah. Get your rhythm going, and then everybody knows what Jalen Brunson's capable of doing once he gets going. And that's what we saw. And like you said, team effort, because without iHeart, without Randall, without Josh Hart, you know, basically everybody on the team, we don't get this win. No. And, you know, the game started off. Robinson gets in foul trouble, and Hartenstein, um, when I tell you his impact on game two, um, was, you know, very important for us to will our way to a victory. He he was a main key contributor in this game. I mean, he came in the game, gave us energy, offensive rebounding, diving on the floor. Um, I don't think we win this game without the a contribution from Hardenstein, Chris. I, I really don't. Um, no. Four offensive rebounds, five defensive rebounds, nine rebounds total, one block shot. And, you know, if the numbers don't show it in the box to Gore, but if you're watching the game, he did simply everything. And basically close out the game until about like two minutes left when he put in Mitchell Robinson back in the game. Um, but, you know, Robinson gets in foul trouble, and that's the luxury of having Hardenstein. Um, Robinson has been like these first couple of games haven't been – he hasn't, you know, had the games that he's had versus um, Cleveland. He had the double-digit rebounding game in game one. But seems like Miami wants to bring him out away from the basket. Obviously, he's guarding Bam out of bio. But – you know, what Miami wants to do on the offensive end, Chris, is just shoot threes. Uh, they yeah. they want to shoot threes, and they're going to shoot them. They've been a, you know, first round, they were a great shooting team versus the Bucks. Um, March, they were a great three-point shooting team. They closed out March a great with, with um high percentage shooting the three. So when you have Kevin Love, Cody Martin, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent, man. What a player, right? Max yeah. Strews. What a fine man. <laughs> Obviously, Duncan Robinson's a sniper coming in off the bench. Three of eight tonight. Didn't hit a three in game one. Um, Highsmith, he had a corner three in game two. So, you know, Kyle Lowry finally fell back to earth in game two. Thank goodness. I mean, that game one game was simply yeah. like, <laughs> you look at like, 
<laughs> the old Kyle Lowry. And I was just like, he's not going like to Toronto Kyle Lowry right there. Championship run Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I mean, uh, that game one still frustrates me because we, <laughs> it was, we had so many opportunities to win that game. But, hey, that's the playoffs, man. So, yeah. Heat, man, they're, 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 this is going to be a tough, tough out, you know. Knicks got their hands full. Um, I'm still sticking with my pick. Knicks in six. But, you know, to everyone that thought this was going to be a cakewalk, think again. Because now we're going to Miami and we have to do what Miami did to us, split one. And, you know, MSG South will be traveling down to South Florida. I will be at game three. But, Chris, man, it's not going to be an easy cakewalk at all. No. No, I mean, you saw at the end of game two, you had uh, Jimmy waving at the fans. You know, he's basically saying, oh, I'll be back. Y'all yeah. see me soon. <laughs> you know, take this victory, but you're going to see me soon. And I mean, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, this Miami Heat team, they're tough. I mean, you saw it in game two. These guys were drawing charges. They were up on all Knicks players. Their defense, they were just smothering, getting almost to everything. You know, taking hits and just continuing on, man. And, I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. <laughs> this series is going to be something. It's going to be fun. But, like you said, I, I still I still think Knicks in six. Um, I like our chances. Because if you really think about it, even going back to the Cavs series, we have not seen a complete game the way that we've seen in the past from these Knicks. Yeah, It's either one or two guys are really badly off or they're on and our bench unit isn't, you know, producing as we normally expect them to. So we're, we're due for a game here where, uh, you know, everybody kind of gets their normal flow going. You would think you would you would hope so, yeah. because, you know, it's been what, seven games now in these playoffs. And, you know, we've been saying that it seems like every after every game. So you would think, <laughs> but it's the playoffs, man. I mean, things tighten up. Um, you get away with a lot more than you do in the regular season. Heat fans were complaining about the referees in game two. Obviously, you had that goaltending call. Okay, should have been a goaltending. I get it. And then the four-point play of the Jalen Brunson corner three. I, I thought that it was a good call. They even reviewed it. So yeah. they went they went to the monitor. They reviewed it. It stood. It standed. Um, so that was a huge swing, though. Knicks were down, I believe, six. And yeah. Brunson hit that corner three, and iHeart falls on the ground. Bam, out of bar, runs him over. That was a huge swing in the game. But, look, these playoffs are going – things are tight in these playoffs. And what 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 I want to touch on right now is the adjustments, right? Um, game one, down the stretch, what was our offense? It was bad, right? Our it's offense was, it was terrible, right? <laughs> so I wasn't really confident. Going into game two, especially the first three quarters, I was like, oh, this just looks dirty, man. This just doesn't look right. And then the Knicks finished on a 24-12 to 12 run in game two. Um, little improvements that give me some confidence throughout the series. So, obviously, they figured something out, whether that's putting in Quincy Grimes in place of R.J. Barrett. Obviously, Grimes offers us more defensive presence than R.J. Barrett. He's quicker. He's a playmaker. Even though Barrett's has been playing Barrett has been playing well offensively. But twenty-four to twelve run to close out the game, you know, baby steps coming off last game where they were absolutely dreadful closing out game one. Um, you know, still a lot of work to be done, but um 
baby steps, Chris. I mean, closing out games, especially playoff games. You know, Knicks, Brunson was attacking the rim, making his shots. He had Duncan Robinson on a few possessions there and, and during game two, took advantage of that matchup, hit his, hit his threes, right? Brunson, game one, 0-7 from three. He went from 0-7 from three to 6 of 10 from three in game two. This is on a bad ankle. There were reports that Brunson, second half of game one, came to the bench and said, you know, my ankles, I feel like, Terror. I feel terrible. It's not feeling well. And 0-7 from game one to 6 of 10 in game two. So I like it, man. I like what I'm seeing. Yeah. I mean, you you said it right there. I mean, game one, I mean, it, it was there for us. We could have we could have took that game if what two or three of those threes that we took went in. It could have been a completely different game. But you could tell Brunson wasn't himself. And, and and I won't just say that, but I'll give credit to the Miami Heat because, again, they're such a well-coached team. And and you could see they were they were forcing the Knicks to, to just play different. It wasn't the same type of play we were used to see. It wasn't even the same type of play we saw during the Cavs series. You had a lot of hesitating. Once, you know, once they go zoned, it's like the Knicks almost didn't know what to do. In game two, for instance, you saw a lot of that. Just standing at the yeah. top of the perimeter, passing it side to side, and just, you know, Link's running stuck. the shot clock down, not yeah. knowing what to do. Stuck Which, in the mud. You know, with with uh with a team now having Jalen Brunson, you know, Quentin Grimes quickly, you wouldn't think a zone would uh impact us that badly, but <laughs> Yeah. That wasn't the case until later on in the game when, like you mentioned, the Knicks figured something out, um, which was interesting to me, you know, because, again, R.J. Barrett didn't finish that game. So, hey, it makes me wonder, you know, you know. Yeah, a lot of Knicks fans are questioning that, but it was working, man, down the stretch. Look, you got to throw away egos, man. It's the playoffs. You know, Barrett has been playing extremely well, and – Tom Thibodeau, something wasn't right in the offense, man. And he put in Grimes. He's a better playmaker. Um, you know, right now, he's not a better shooter than R.J. Barrett, which sounds crazy, but he's coming off the injury. But Grimes, he's a catch-and-shoot player, quick release, um, defense, too. And he, Grimes plays defense. So Grimes played down the stretch. It's going to be interesting whether he starts to get more minutes because first three quarters, Josh Hart, they were leaving him open in the in the corner, and he was very hesitant shooting the three. Um, there was like a lot of times where he was pump faking all the time, pump fake. And and I think it's no secret that Josh Hart, you know, Josh Hart, he'll drive the ball, he'll he'll push it on fast breaks, he'll play amazing defense. But I think it's no secret that he really doesn't want to be the 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 go to option as far as you know shooting a three pointer. Um, he'd yeah. rather swing the ball to the next open man, things of that. But you did see with that zone. They were leaving him open, and he hit some big threes for us. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think that pretty much uh, sums up that little adjustment that Tibbs made at the end of that game where, you know, even with RJ playing as well as he did, I still think Miami lives with him hitting threes yeah. versus letting somebody who you know is a good shooter in Quinn and Grimes, I think. That just opened the floor up a lot more for Jalen Brunson and others to work, you know, because you can't just leave Quentin Grimes wide open. He'll knock it down. You know, I think that I think that was part of the adjustment. I think that's maybe the key to it, you know, just what got things 
you know, flowing a little bit better for them late in the game. The difference between the two games, I mean, we first game we were cold, man, ice cold. I mean, we shot 20% from three. Second game, 16 of 40 from three, 40% from downtown. So he shot 34%, even though it seemed like they couldn't miss anything, man. I mean, you know, they got some snipers on their team. You know, you're going to leave them open, they're going to make them. Uh, Cody Martin, Vincent, 4 12 from three, but you leave him open, he's going to make it. Struess got banged up there at the end, hurt his back. Um, but I believe he did, he, he came back in the game, right? Um, yeah, he so. came back, and I think he hit a pretty big three right after he well did he hit a big three no that was uh i think that was uh no that was Kate vincent actually he got like elbowed in the face and came back and hit a freaking like 30 foot three yeah the guy is freaking crazy man yeah. i like what a fine I, I just want to say what a fine for the freaking heat they always seem to find these undrafted players who they're just snipers man i know um i know and you know we got to talk about Emmanuel quickly. Uh, it's just, you know, bench unit for the New York Knicks tonight. Um, Obi Toppin, oh, I mean, tonight, not tonight, um, during game two. Obi Toppin, oh, two. And I, I believe early in the pot, I said Julius ran up 26 points, but he scored 25, 12, and eight, two assists away from a triple double. So, excuse me on that. Obi Toppin, oh, two. Emmanuel quickly, oh, four. Quinta Grimes, oh, two. So, combined, oh, six from three from the bench. We got 12 bench points. Um, Miami's outscoring the New York Knicks off the bench, which is crazy to think about because the Knicks have been, you know, that has been our strong suit. And, you know, a lot of talk has been whether or not you continue to go with Josh Hart in the starting lineup and whether or not you switch out Hart, put him back on the bench, you know, maybe give the bench a little spark and bring Quinta Grimes, bring her back in the starting lineup, Chris. I mean, you know, Something has to jumpstart our bench unit, you know. Obi Toppin had a good game one, don't get me wrong, but it's just Menu quickly just hasn't, aside from game five in Cleveland, he just hasn't gotten it going. He just hasn't looked right. Still shooting the ball with confidence, which we love to see. It's just short, in and out, just a lot of bad luck coming Quickly's way. Eventually, he's going to have a good game like he did in game five, but you know, if the Knicks want to win this series, I ultimately think that quickly needs to, you know, show up here. Yeah, I, I agree. He's just he, he looks a little, you know, hesitant out there. I mean, I, I'm, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but uh, I'm not I, I don't know. Fourth quarter, he did. Like, sorry to cut you off, but fourth quarter, he no, did I, hit two shots back yeah. to back. And then Brunson was already at the scores table. So he was coming in for him regardless, but quickly hit two shots back to back. He was like, all right, let's let's get going. See if I could build my confidence. Hopefully that could build his confidence. And then he got taken out. You saw him at the end of the bench kind of like frustrated. But yeah, yeah hasn't been good. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I mean, it's, it's not the IQ that we know, um, whether it's just, you know, the heat playing him tough and maybe he's just not able to get to the spots that he would normally get to and. You know, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it with IQ. I'm I'm hoping he he gets into a rhythm, but he he hasn't really played too much. He also because you know, like you said, playoffs tips is making changes, adjustments. Some of these guys are just not getting the same minutes they were accustomed to. Maybe it could be something like that. Maybe he just has to find a way to be more aggressive early on rather than just uh, 
you know, <laughs> fear getting pulled or something. Yeah, he just had some bad matchups. You know, um, versus Cleveland, he had um, Karis LeVert, lengthy player, bad matchup. Um, you know, Miami seems to, you know, know what he's going to do, seems to predict what he's going to do next. So whether or not that's the case or just whether or not he's just playing, you know, at the end of the day, you can come up with any excuse. He's just not playing well. Uh, nine minutes, that's crazy because quickly he's normally in the 20s. But, you know, Obi Toppin didn't really play well at all um, in game two. But, you know, these guys, I'm not worried. I'm not really worried about them. And I mean, at the end of the day, I know these guys can perform, especially Obi Toppin, because Obi Toppin has shown us these playoffs that he could perform. At, um, and he's not afraid of the big moment. He's performed in the Cavs series. And game one, he did his thing. So just have to get IQ going. Come on, IQ. Come on quickly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, Obi didn't have a good game either. And, uh, you know, that was a little concerning for me, but he really hasn't played bad, you know, especially in the playoffs. I mean, Obi has been hitting his threes. He had some really bad looking air balls in game two, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then he got pulled shortly after that. But, <laughs> but yeah, we definitely need our bench unit to, to kind of wake up and step up here because, um, I don't know if you go with the um, taking um, Hart out of the starting unit simply because you wouldn't. We're gonna need him guarding Jimmy Butler once he's back. I mean, you don't think Grimes think that, is capable of doing that? I, I think Grimes is capable for sure, but I mean, I think the problem with both guys they're you know they're kind of on the smaller side, and, and you saw it in Game One when Jimmy was just. It was getting fed the ball down low and just going up for easy layup after easy layup after easy layup or just a Kevin Love outlet pass to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and, and even if Hart was down there, he couldn't do much about it. So, I mean, that's that's Hart. the troubling part of it for me. But I just feel like Hart is more of a, a pass at this point in time than Grimes is where he can uh, – really give Jimmy a, a challenge. He's more physical. Not to say that Grimes can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to say that Grimes can't do it as well, but I think, I guess at this point, I have a little more faith in uh, Josh Hart. Yeah. Um. You know, I think Grimes can do it. It's just that maybe quickly, I mean, quickly, maybe Grimes, I think Grimes could do it, man. I, I do. If you put Grimes back in the starting lineup, I do think that he can do it. Tom Thibodeau, you know, kind of tinkered with it before the game two. Somebody asked him about, would you consider putting Grimes back in the starting lineup? He was like, we'll see. We'll see when the game starts. Maybe they were waiting on Jimmy Butler's status, but he didn't play. And, you know, Hart still started. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's. I don't think it's, you know, we, we're, I'm looking for anything to jumpstart quickly's confidence, right? Maybe yeah. bringing Harden off the bench can do that. But I don't think, you know, that's really a big deal starting. I mean, against the zone defense, you want Grimes you want Grimes to shoot the rock. In the last two games versus the Miami Heat in the regular season, Grimes had big blow-up games versus them. Um, he was shooting the, shooting the ball really well against the zone defense. So that's the only reason why I do I would go with Grimes in the starting lineup. But he hasn't been shooting the ball well in these playoffs. So, you know, you take what you can get. I mean, uh, at this point, I, I, I don't think they'll go that route because – you know, Hart has been starting now for what five the five straight games, four straight games, something like that. 
So yeah. we'll see. You know, it all depends on Quentin Grimes' help too. Yeah, I mean, we can't forget that as well. You know, he's coming back from that shoulder injury and um you know, that could be part of the reason why he's not uh, you know, shooting it well at this moment, but you know, these guys are warriors. I'm sure they're going to get it going. And same thing with quickly. I'm not overly concerned. Um it's just, you know, just like at times Brunson, just like at times, you know, um, some of these guys just don't look the same, you know, whether that's just the Miami Heat's game plan, whether it's just, you know, a little bit of uh, feeling the pressure or it's just them being banged up because at this point, everybody yeah. is hurt. So, you know, Boy, I think looked, I think we'll be fine. I like our chances here in this series. Brunson looked <laughs> like uh, he didn't he didn't look good for majority of this game. Man, first half he yeah. was he was bad. Um, and the yeah. Heat they're targeting him on defense too. If you haven't noticed, they're running him through pick and roll after pick and roll after pick and roll. They're wearing him out on the defensive end. Um, you know, I think the Knicks made an adjustment at the end of the game, switching kind of on on Jalen Brunson's man, but. Heater targeting him on defense and Eric Spolstra, man, the genius mind of Eric Spolstra. So, you know, um, you have Brunson. Do you kind of feel like this was like his signature Nick moment? Um, I saw that floating around on Nick Twitter um, because he dropped 30. First Nick to drop 30 at home since in the playoff game since Carmelo Anthony. So we dropped 30 at home. Mello was in the building. So. With Mello in the yep, with Mello in the building. <laughs> Shout out to Mello. He was in the building with his son. Um, do you feel like this? Look, he was bad the first half of this game. He was not playing well. Then, bam, six to ten from three, hitting three after three in the fourth. Just looked like a dominant player, man. And, and I was like, wow. And you know, he willed us to a victory. He really did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could say I, I could see it. You know, I could see that being a. a a signature moment for Jalen Brunson. I mean, you're talking about like uncharted waters here and in a while for us Knicks fans, you know, a freaking win in a second round series of the playoffs. Yeah, totally. Especially to do it the way he did, you know, just erupting like that in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, he had the garden going crazy. And it was good to see because like you said, Jalen Brunson looked forget looking off he just looked terrible it looked almost as if he didn't know what to do which was scary yeah it was scary man he was hesitating he was just standing there with the ball um dribbling the ball off his foot turning the ball over you know it it was i was really i was like man (laughs) you know you you could see the 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 zero and two coming basically and and then he went off he went off and Man, did we ever need that, man? Because zero and two. That's You're right, just... man. You you could see zero and two coming. Like I was you, you ready. It. I was simply ready because I was like, the Knicks just can't figure. It. But but they were playing bad all game, and they were just still in the game. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then I think it was at like six minutes left. They were down six or seven, and I was just. Yeah. I was just like, and then Brunson hit that four-point play, and I turned everything around. But these damn Heatles, man. These damn freaking Heat team, man. I mean, great team over there, man. Without Butler, I still think the Knicks will win this series, man. I'm still calm. I'm still 
I'm not as confident as the Cleveland series because the Cleveland series, I was just like, there's just a confidence in me that yeah. I think we're going to beat this team. We outcoached them. They had no answer for Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. But you're not going to outcoach the Miami Heat. You're not. No. Eric Spolstra, he's been, he's been fantastic for that team. I mean. Pat Riley in the building sitting there with a stank face yeah. on too. Yep. I mean, that team is just – I mean – it's what uh, us as Knicks fans, we want our organization to be in the long run, right? Always competing, always in the playoffs, always making deep runs. You know, you got to give credit to that Miami Heat team. They're just well coached. Everything from the organization, the top to bottom, that's just a a tough team, man. And that's when you think they're out, you know. They're not. Eighth seed, right? Eighth seed. They're not. Just like You think they're not. No. I mean, when Butler was ruled out, I was like, hey, look. Good news for the Knicks, but everyone calm down, man. I mean, this is not going to be just a layup win. And, boy, it wasn't. Heat only had – they don't turn the ball over at all. Uh, they had six turnovers tonight, and they feed off turnover. They they, they create no, – hold on, let me read this stat. Heat only had seven turnovers, and they created 22 points from the New York Knicks turnover. So they live off of that. They don't turn the ball over. They create points off the Knicks turnovers, and they have been doing that in game one and game two. Turn the ball over. The Miami Heat are probably going to take advantage of it. Can't turn the ball over against a team like this. Um, you know, especially, I hate to bring this up, but that Julius Randle turnover the last minute of the game when he stepped on the baseline. Talk, talk about going from like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got this. This is in the bag. Just get the ball inbound to. And then Duncan Robinson, of course, hits and they, the splash. You know what's the most frustrating part is that you knew that shot was going in as soon as he hit the curl. It was like, there it is. That would have been. Boom. Oh, man. I don't even want to think about it. That would have been. That gave me. That, <laughs> that was giving me Dallas vibes. You know, oh man. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing. Uh, ever since Dallas, you know, we know that's possible now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh... <laughs> it's just. I guess what I'm trying to say is the Heat are disciplined. You know, Knicks they have veterans on their team that are disciplined. You know, Kevin Love is really going to make a mistake. Butler is really going to make a mistake. Kyle Lowry coming off the bench, high IQ players. They have yeah. very, they're they're very smart. Obviously, they're very. Well, coach, you know, Knicks, you know, it's going to take, yeah, you're more talented. Yeah, you're more deep. And yeah, you should be able to beat the Miami Heat at the end of the day. But it's going to take a team effort. It's going to take everyone locking in. Those stupid turnovers cannot happen against this team. You cannot do that. You cannot, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if the Heat game three come out in a man defense and just switch it up. But, it, you know, they ran zone majority of game two. Knicks, you know, they couldn't figure it out until the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. So Brunson was like, all right, guys, it's time for me to step up. It's time for me to take this game over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 insane to even think that. But, you know, we were lucky to still be in the game the way that we were, uh, you know, aren't, we weren't able to figure out that zone. I mean, we hit our shots too. To, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, I mean, as simple as it sounds, like we hit our shots. I mean, yeah. Game one, 20% from three. Yeah, we've been a bad shooting team these playoffs. I think we're like the worst three-point shooting team during these playoffs. And the Heat know that. And that's why they're leaving us open. 
So that's why when Josh Hart was hesitant at the beginning of the game, so many times, pump fake, pump fake, driving the lane, pump fake, pump fake. Fourth quarter, man, two big threes, including a big three in, what, like a minute left? You know, huge, absolutely huge for Josh Hart. And he just has to continue to do that. Those corner threes, he should be knocking down. And yeah, that was those shots were huge, man. Absolutely yeah. huge for Hart. And he'll be he'll be getting those wide open looks, you know, this series. Because I mean, even after he hit those two, he had another one that was wide open that he he uh, you know hit the front iron. But um, you know, he's yeah. gonna have those opportunities, and and just like um, you know, they they had him mic'd up, and you could hear him telling Obi, "Hey, if you're open, <laughs> take those shots, take those shots." Yeah, he has to listen to that same uh, advice and just repeat it in his head whenever he's open because he's capable of hitting those shots. I mean, yeah, you know, if they're open, I don't care who you are. You could shoot five percent from three. If it's open, just just take the shot. You know, at this point, you just got to man. Yeah. Um, are you you know game two Mitchell Robinson twenty one minutes? Yeah, couldn't really get in the rhythm. Got into foul trouble early. Maybe the Heat, Bam out of bio. Uh, I don't like that matchup for Mitch, but out of bio is not really that great of an offensive player. But you know, Heat seem like they're taking advantage of Mitchell Robinson in terms of knowing that he's very capable of fouling you. Um, he's very susceptible of you know going for a pump fake. Um, he did that twice in the first quarter. So you concerned about Robinson, or you know, just one of those games? So actually going into this series, that was my biggest concern, believe it or not, was Mitch. Come, yeah, coming off that dominant series versus Cleveland, you still had that concern? Yeah. I did. Maybe not not as much for him being on Adebayo, but just when they would switch him off onto Kevin Love. Yeah. Because that's where and that's what we've seen in the past as well. That's where the Heat will just take advantage of Mitch because one, they they'll drag him out to the perimeter. And I know Mitch, Mitch is athletic, but come on. A lot of times he's not going to be able to get back from the perimeter to contest something in the paint. Yeah. Um, and it's just not realistic either. And then two, when there is a Kevin Love on him, Mitch is hesitant to go all the way up to the perimeter because he knows he wants to defend defend the paint. So what happens? Kevin Love usually ends up going off. I mean, we've seen it in the past, even before uh, Kevin Love was on the on the Heat. Uh, that yeah. was my biggest concern because to me, it was like giving free three pointers, basically. Yeah, we saw that more in Game One, where yeah. Mitch was guarding Love at times, and I think the Knicks nipped that in the bud, ri- nipped that in the bud real quick. Um, but I do think Hartenstein offers more in this series simply because. The zone defense, obviously, you're going to have the top of the key open. And maybe, you know, Hardenstein has a little float shot, a little hook shot down there. Mitchell Robinson doesn't have that shot, you know. Obviously, he can dunk. He's a dunker. He dunks the ball. He finishes around the rim. But Hardenstein has that little hook shot. And he he can also pass the rock, Hardenstein. And Mitch doesn't really have that in his bag yet. So, I think Hardenstein will offer us, as we saw in game two, I think he'll offer us a little bit more, especially if the Heat keep going to that damn zone defense. Yeah. Jesus. And 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 I heart, I mean, I know he hasn't showed it at all, pretty much being with the Knicks, but he also has a, a pretty decent shot. I know he can hit the 
you know, he could hit the three here and there, but he could hit the midi yeah. too. So yeah. that that should help against a zone. Whether you know they want him taking that is a is a different uh, story. But like you said, we saw a couple times in game two where they would try to get the dish, the little quick pass into iHeart for that little floater, and he definitely can hit that. So I think you're right. I mean. Plus, the way he's been playing, all the hustle plays, keeping balls alive for us, you know, offensive boards, you know, iHeart is just rolling, and he's definitely going to be a key. And and hopefully, you know, hopefully this was just a stumble stumble, stumble for uh, Mitch yeah. in game two, and he can just get it going and just be more disciplined in the paint and uh, stay out of foul trouble because I, I honestly feel we're going to need both of them. Yeah, totally. Um, You know, Mitch will bounce back, and I'm – Pretty sure like he wants to bounce back. Game three, Chris, back in Miami. What do you what are your expectations? You think we can split them? I'm I'm expecting Jimmy Butler to be back. You think he's gonna be back? I I, I think so. The way he was waving to those fans, you know, there was a I, I I'll be honest with you. I was surprised he sat out the game. There was a screens of there were screens of Jimmy Butler walking around the city. He didn't have any boot on or anything, just, you know, out with a coffee and relaxing, whatnot. I was surprised that he actually sat sat the game. Um, but you know what? Granted, they won the, the first game. They probably figured, why not? Um, you know, they got they got in there. They did what they wanted to do, which mm-hmm. was get a game on our home court, just like we did to the Cavs, right? So now it's our turn to go to Miami and hopefully repay that favor. Um, got to. But man. I'm, I'm I'm expecting you know a a game Miami Heat team, and I'm expecting us to to go in there. You know we're wa- road warriors, man. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna be as healthy as we can be, and we're gonna we're gonna fight for it, man. Both of these games have been close games, and I see the next one being the same. Hopefully, we can pull it out, man. It's going to be an absolutely dogfight. I mean, I I feel like I feel like every game is going to be close, man. I do, yeah. and that's gonna. I'll be shocked if there was a blowout in the series, like any game. My blood pressure's gonna go through <laughs> the roof, man. I'm telling you, man. Every game, I don't think I can do this for the next five games, man. It's man that game two, man, got me. I was off the rails, man. I mean, then Brunson calmed me down there at the end, but I'm sure a lot of Knicks fans were off the rails too. But you know, my expectations is you know, I'm Knicks fans will show up in Miami for sure. Knicks have been a great road team um, all season long, especially during the Cavs series. They obviously won Game One and Game Five, right? So I feel like we have to do what Miami did: split, take the first one. Take the game on Saturday. Take the pressure off of you because if you go down 2-1, then that makes game four even bigger, man. You know, you don't obviously yeah. don't want to go down 3-1 going into MSG. But, you know, I'm just happy that we're not down 0-2 going to Miami. I'm just happy that yeah. the Knicks pulled out that victory. But I do think this coaching staff will make the right adjustments. Obviously, we shot the ball well. And those are my expectations, man. Just play a game. We got four days off, you know, until sat until Saturday. Three days off, right? Three days off. Yeah. So, um, you know, rest up, 
Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, those guys would be fun. Got yeah. to get the split, man. Got to get it. We got. We got to get it. Got to get it. Just get as healthy as possible, and then boom. Big IQ game coming up. I hope so. We we need IQ, man. We need IQ to have one of those games where he just, you know, can't miss from three. Got the floater game going. You know, we need. I mean, you saw it in in game two, man. We needed every little bit of what we got from everybody in game two. Yeah. Um, every basket counted, man. So, <laughs> you know, let's just hope that the Knicks uh, actually did figure something out late in that uh, in game two and that it carries over to game three because, you know, that'll I, only make things tilt more in our favor, in my opinion. I think if Randall plays and is healthy, I, I think he's the guy that brings us to the top because, you know, yeah. he don't have anyone matching against matching up against Julius Randall. They don't. You know, yeah. they're starting Bam and Love. And yeah. come on, they're going to put Bam on uh, Randall, but that's no match, man. You saw it on a bad ankle in game two. Julius Randall was, you know, taking him to the rack, doing crossover moves, step back threes. It's going to be a problem for the Heat. And if Randall could ball like that, that gives me confidence. Yeah. <laughs> that gives me confidence, too, because, you know, in the same way Jimmy Butler, you know, is physical and, and, you know, he drives in and he just such a smart player. I feel like Randall is the equalizer in that ma- in that, that matchup, because like for all the things you said, you, you're going to put Bam, you're going to put Kevin Love on him. He's just too quick for those guys. You know, he's going to either draw fouls. He's going to do his step backs. You know, hopefully he, he comes out firing away the way he did in game two. Um, I we need Julius Randle. I mean, yeah. we've seen in the past the game winners he's hit against the Heat. You know, I would love to see that again. Oof. Maybe not a game winning situation, but like maybe in like a ten point lead. <laughs> but uh, all right, let us breathe a little bit, Julius. Yeah, for real, right? Damn, ten point lead with like two minutes left. My heart will still be pounding, probably. <laughs> And Julius, please, next time you're inbounding the ball, stay away from the line. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. We don't want to, you know, have a heart attack over here. But game three <laughs> is on Saturday. Chris, you want to touch on anything else? Pretty much we touched on, you know, game two and game three expectations. Got to split. Got to get a split in Miami. Got to. Got to get one of these these games coming up. Go back um, to New York 2-2, right? Yeah, you know. yeah exactly. Go, you know, losing both, God forbid. That's that's like a death sentence almost. So, you know, Nick's got to get one here. Yeah. If possible, get them both, you know, put the pressure on the heat. But that'll be amazing. We'll see how it plays off, man. I'm, I can't I can't wait, man. I'm nervous, but I can't wait. <sighs> second round playoff series. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I, didn't really have, I don't know. Second round, man. It's getting <laughs> it's getting dicey. But, you know, one, one, baby. One, one. Appreciate you all for tuning in. This is episode nine of the Knicks Nation podcast. If you're on Apple, Spotify, give us a you know rating. If you're here on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button as well. Our Twitters are um, at Knicks Nation and at C Alvarez 421. Series is tied 1-1. We are back on Saturday. Let's go, Knicks. Let's get this done, right? Go, Knicks. Let's, let's get that series lead. Let's get that series lead. Let's go into Miami. Let's take back home court advantage. Let's get it done. I'm Anthony. 
That is Chris. Until next time, peace. Peace.